Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello! Trojan fans, welcome to the Parastyle Podcast on a Wednesday. A very sad show for us today. But happy and sad. Exciting but sad. Exciting but sad. I have Keely Orr. Follow on Twitter at Keely is my name. Sitting next to me in the studio for the last time. This is so weird. <laughs> as a USCfootball.com contributor. Man, oh, she could be here preview. in the future. Like preview. I'm not. She's been on other shows. They're saying her goodbyes. We'll give you give you all the details there. But I'm keeping the door open. I mean, okay. we've had USC guests on before. Okay. Good. Brandon Sosa sitting next to you there. Like, you could be back here at some point. Lunch with Akili. Lunch with Akili. You know, we could do things like that. We've seen people from other companies do podcasts together. So yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not shutting that door. But if you don't know, our beloved Keely, who's been with us for seven years or so since she's been a freshman at USC is uh, moving on. She's going to be the director of creative content over at the USC Athletic Department. She's going to also be a team reporter for the USC football and men's and women's basketball team. So we're very, very happy for Keeley. Very sad for us here at uscfootball.com. But we've we've talked about this on a lot of shows. But this, yeah. is, this, got our, this is our final. Today, this is Wednesday, your, your final day. I'm like recording this podcast, posting the content item, and then I'm essentially done here, which is crazy. So I know I feel a little like I hate the attention on me. <laughs> so I'm like l- reaching my max of like, it's okay. We don't want to talk about me anymore. But uh, it's crazy. Still surreal that this is going to be my last podcast with you, Ryan. Who am I going to troll and, and keep in line? Yeah. So you, fun. We, we talked about this offline. You can still keep me in line, even though you're not working yes, good. You know, anymore. I told you I won't be able to stop it. It's just a habit now. <laughs> No, that's fine. I I need the uh, I need the moral compass behind me or something, just telling something, me, you know. don't do that. Why'd you tweet that? There's you should have posted that. Like we're already, she's right. You know, it's our last day. And we're already having that. Like, why'd you do that? Why'd you post that? So it was just a cherry on top. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's a it's lot a of mess. Today's a huge activity day on the Peristyle, which we'll oh, get into all that. Boy. So Keely, and Keely's right in the middle of it. Oh, she wants to, to go out guns blazing. Like, no just conspiracy My- theories. Put your tinfoil hats on there's all kinds of fun stuff going on uh, but let's jump into the show uh, if you have any questions or comments you can email us podcast at uscfootball.com so we're still doing our harvey hyde podcast um most likely be chris trevino and i doing a podcast here we're gonna there's gonna be some staff uh, additions to uscfootball.com we're gonna figure that out during the off season but um we'll have some different shows for you some different formatted shows so kind of stay tuned for that but, you know, any, any, any questions you have, you can send us to that email address, podcast at uscfootball.com, or call or text us at 424-254-9141. If you are on the Apple Podcasting app, please follow us and leave us a five-star rating. You can also do uh, five-star ratings on Spotify now. So if you have, like, an Android. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So a lot of our Android users use Spotify. Uh, I use Spotify, too, but not for my podcasting. Sometimes for podcasting. But now on Spotify, you can leave a five-star. But the Apple Podcasting app is still the biggest one. So if you follow us there, Peristyle Podcast, 
leave us a five-star review with any other comments. We would appreciate that. And, Keely, I guess we got a couple new ones. We did. So the first one is from Sizzle Rock, who left five stars and said, Love you guys. Best USC football podcast out there, and it's not even close. Been rocking with you guys for a long time now, and super appreciate your work. Hope to meet you all at the Collie one day. Keep up the good work. So thank you. So sweet and very nice. I love uh, when people like who listen to the stuff actually like say hi to us. It's really fun because yeah. it's sometimes you just feel like you're talking to the ether. I know? was I was just talking to like our our tailgate concierge people. You know, we did a couple of tailgates last year. We're mm-hmm. already starting planning. We're going to do some events this year. No, maybe we'll get Keely to come out to the events. We'll get you know the the, the staff members at USC to come. Like, you couldn't it. even get me when I was working for you. That's actually. true. <laughs> it might be easier when it's not like <laughs> maybe your, when it's not your job. When maybe you're like, yeah. yeah. You're promoting your your brand over at USC and stuff. But, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um, we got a second one. January 11th, All Madden Mom left us a five-star uh, review. Great podcast. Keely, Ryan, Shotgun, and Chris bring the insight and info we all crave with this new era of USC football. Great podcast, great content. Thanks for all you do. And fight on from a very cold Trojan in South Bend. Currently nine degrees. Yikes. I, I have respect for the Trojan fans in South Bend. I feel like we have a lot of those. And there not are only are they in South Bend, but they're putting up with the cold. That's a double whammy right there. You know, it's like I was at the beach this morning. It was a beautiful day. It was a little chilly early, but like sun was shining. You know, we're out playing volleyball. Like for for not, it's not nine degrees, but it's still kind of cold to where I was in Hawaii last week. You know, so it's like you compare. Ryan, <laughs> just trying to rub it in, and then are you going to the Bahamas soon? No, too? I've never been to the Bahamas, but oh, look at I that. love Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii's just great. I mean, to be like literally like eighty-two degrees in January, like that's pretty good. You know, it's hard to beat that. Pretty good, yes. I, I will like, say. I like. I grew up in the weather. I grew up in snow. You and grew up in the weather. Weather, you know, like I, we don't have weather here, really. But the okay. weather in you know Western Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, trees turning and all, like autumn's awesome. Like I love that stuff. But you know, day after day of cold and snow, like sitting, you know, being in a bus stop in like a foot of snow, waiting for a bus to show up. Like I, I don't want to ever do that again. No, I'm, I'm not a student anymore, so I don't have to wait to the bus stop. True. I have my own car, but. I'm a card, you know that. Um, but like, I just choose to not be that. I don't. I would rather it be 75 degrees every day than like people want. Oh, I want some weather. Like, nope. I'd be exactly the same. I'd be happy every day. I like the occasional rain, but 75, no clouds, pretty great. We're yeah. we're being so mean to all Madden mom who just said that she's she's dying in nine degree weather, I'm and you sorry, just went on a five minute rant about how well you're doing in nice weather. I know. Uh, speaking of nice weather, yes. well, it's a beautiful day outside. Sometimes, you know, I go up, grab lunch somewhere. I go over our pals over at Trader Joe's, the one in Hermosa Beach. There's a nice little park out in front of Trader Joe's in that parking lot. And I was like, you know what? I want to go. I have a little blank in the back of my car. I'm going to sit and have like a little personal picnic in the park and just pick up lunch stuff from Trader Joe's. Oh, that's nice. It was kind of nice. Um, I kind of started off with the Brookies. Like I found the desserts first. So like, <laughs> of course you did. The Brookies are really good. Uh, but there's, you know, if you go in there, there I bought a little thing of um, cut up fruit, you know, like just an assortment of uh, different fruits. There's like melons and grapes and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But they have a bunch of sandwiches too. Like there's a buffalo uh, chicken breast wrap that has a blue cheese dressing that's really good. You dump it in the in the dressing. Just pre-made stuff right in the refrigerator section. So I grab, grab that. Uh, had lunch outside. Uh, it was pretty cool. If you want to do like a little cheese and crackers thing, they actually come with like a little, almost like personal, like little pieces of like uh, pepperoni or some kind of cured meat 
and then some cheese like cut up and, and you get some of their crackers. You make your little like just like you have your personal little thing. Like charcuterie board. It was like a mini charcuterie board. Yeah. Nice. Um, It's kind of cool, though. But like that's a nice little park, like right in front of the Hermosa Beach one. I'm sorry uh, to our just self, rubbing it in even more. But I had a little lunch outside this week and it was nice. Speaking outside of, of Trader Joe's, <laughs> Trader Joe's, Jerry, who uh, goes by great Halos fan, shouts to the angels, uh, tweeted us this morning, actually, Ryan. He said, finally had a chance to use the gift card. Thanks. So he was actually and he tweeted us a picture of his local Trader Joe's. So, oh. uh, so one of our our reviewers who got a gift card actually That's so cool, yeah. got to use it. Yeah, we got a lot more reviews when we were giving away gift cards, so that was cool. So still send us reviews. We'll do some more giveaways and stuff with Trader Joe's, but they've been awesome. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Okay, Keely. So we uh, we did a show, Tunnel Vision. Um, I did a podcast with Harvey Hyde. You did uh, the final Family Feud podcast, which was um, good. I just finished listening to it today, so okay. it was nice. Uh, you know, Chris brought it. Chris's heartfelt, you know, you make him a member of the, the podcast and <laughs> then just pull the rug out from under him. So we'll see. Hopefully me and Chris get like Chris has developed great chemistry with you guys. Yeah. And I say this all the time, like you want information in your podcast, obviously, but it's it's a lot of it's about the chemistry of the people you're listening to. You guys had really good chemistry in the family feud. Everyone kind of had their own thing. Um, it was honestly just a continuation of us chatting at practice or after practice, stuff like that, and just putting mics in front of our face. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's, that's the best way to podcast in my opinion. And you're just, yeah, you're recording like what you were talking about. Um, and I, so I love the way Chris has developed. He's really come out of a shell. So hopefully we can have, uh, some kind of similar chemistry there. So it'll be funny to see if, if he can open up and uh, tell some of those jokes. So just don't put him on the spot. He gets freaked out. Yeah. Let, let, you know how to handle it. Let the wild Chris roam, you know, you know we might have to have you as a guest early on to like, it, you know, work like it's sort of like to still do my job. He's like a horse. Like he's like a, you know, a wild you, horse. You, you got to just put him. your hand out, put the carrot in your hand and just stand there, Ryan. No, and this, he is, will this is one of the feet of the horse. This is like the, you know, if you ever watch uh, Yellowstone, like they're, they they got to break the horse. He's like a little wild. You got to put the saddle on him and like, you know, break it. Like you've broken him. Like you've got him under control. He might get a little wild with me. So we'll see. Um, so I think this will, I think this will work out. All right. But yeah, so we'll, we'll, it'll be fun to kind of talk with Chris, but the, the family feud one, uh, was great, and uh, you know we'll definitely miss that one. Uh, I think Shotgun still wants to be doing some podcasts, so we'll we'll. Uh, the man will talk if you let him. He can talk. Um, we're gonna have set him up in a little East Coast studio thing going on. We gotta get Gerard on some more too, because uh, another man who can talk. Those are very popular when Gerard comes on. Now he has to do like everyone has like I don't know if you understand like this team. It's kind of like herding cats. Like everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, things you have to do. <laughs> Some people have to text. Some people have to email. It's like that's all we have to. Everyone's handled a little bit differently. So yeah. and Keely was really good at keeping things in control. So <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do now. Whisper yeah, she a she bit. understands how all this stuff works. Um, you were doing some whispering on the P today. Oh my goodness! Uh, at your direction, might I say? At my direction? Yes. <laughs> you told the, me to I, put, post an update. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I already regret it. <laughs> How many things have I told you to do that you regretted? Probably a lot. I should have stuck with my my guns here. My my usual course of action is, you know what? I'll let the P do its thing. I'll chime in when it's absolutely necessary. Well, to so, be fair, you chimed in like the end of a big thread. Chris like brought it up to the top and started a new thread. I know. I tweeted it. <laughs> well, I don't 
don't know why you tweeted it. I, you know, I thought I'd get you a little more attention. No. So maybe explain. Okay. Uh, Here for, we go. for the listeners, that, hold on. This is like. Give the USC fans what they want to hear. Tell us the good news. No, stop it. Wow, you're major trolling me on my last pod. No, okay. So here's what happened. There is a tweet floating around that there is a Caleb Williams in USC's uh, student directory. It's like someone uh, blacked out the actual email address, but it pops up as Caleb Williams in the screenshot. And of course, this gets a ton of traction on the P. And so if something's getting a ton of traction on the P, obviously, I want to source it out to make sure that everyone's just not on a wild goose chase right. yeah. for no reason. You make know? a few calls, send a few texts like, hey, because honestly, is this is the Caleb Williams like enrolled at USC now? You know, like that's what the P thinks. Yeah. So this was so. Because, yeah, I just don't uh, – my whole goal this whole time and still now is to give the truth, report accurately, and that's all I try to do here. And everyone's At least for tr- one more day. So, <laughs> oh, so come become... on. Stop trolling me. So, <laughs> Can you tell how stressed so I am? Spin control. <laughs> oh, <happen>. God. <laughs> so here's what happened. So in our work group chat, we start communicating about the tweet. I chime in with what I've heard from sources and what the sources who are connected to the student directory see – um, there is no Caleb Williams when you search it. And to be honest, I was searching both Mario and Caleb for like weeks now through a source. So like I, and even when Mario committed, he wasn't immediately in the database. So okay. I didn't even trust the database as an accurate, uh, like predictor of whether or not someone's in there. Yeah. Um, so I tell you guys that he's not in the database. That's what I'm hearing from my sources. You, Ryan, you go, hey, my, you should probably post an update uh, on the P. So I go in, post an update of, of what I heard, and then exit out of, out of that browser and drive to the studio. As I'm driving to the studio, I get multiple calls, one from Chris, one from a source. Hey, I now see that he's in the advanced directory. I didn't even know that was possible. So full disclosure, I didn't know that was an option. If I did, I probably would have waited to post an update. Uh, and then Chris goes like, people are freaking out on the P. Can I post what you said in a in its own thread? And I was like, sure. I can't see what's going on on the P, but do it. So then I know this is really long-winded, but I'm putting no, full, full transparency out there. So then I get into the studio and log back on into the P, and everyone's just freaking out. And obviously, because that's what the P does, but then... What they can't match up is why would I say there is no Caleb Williams in the directory when he's showing up in the advanced search? I didn't know when I posted that there was an advanced search. So it wasn't like I was trying to be like, nothing to see here. It just I just didn't know that was a thing. So then after reading all the posts and how like, oh, okay, you're lying to us. I was a little bit like, come on, guys. Like, really? Like, I wouldn't lie to you after like how many years of trying to deliver the news to you guys. Yeah, why are you lying to everybody? What was the reason <sighs> Ryan, behind that? No, I wasn't lying. So okay. then I post an update and I'm like, I checked around again. There is no update on Caleb's status with USC, whether he's going to commit, whether he's not, etc. It's not a reliable source to go off of the student directory. I had another source go as far to say uh, that it's not it's not the Caleb Williams that people are hoping for that shows up in the advanced search. They don't really know um, why that's even a thing because like the date of birth is wrong, etc. So then. I post that update and now people are like, you didn't say he was in there. Now you're saying he's in there and there's not a, uh, uh, it's not him. And like, so I can see how 
putting just my two posts together, it seems like I'm now evolving my right. story. When in reality, so then I posted another post before we started recording. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, here's exactly what happened. Everything I just went through on this podcast, exactly what happened. If there was an update, I would post an update. There's not. I mean, I did the same thing when uh, USC posted a fight on emoji and everyone thought it was Travis Travis Die. It was actually Austin Jones. And so I hopped on the P and said, hey, just so you know, um, it's not Caleb. It's not Travis Die. It's not someone that has been mentioned a lot in on the P. And that was I was just trying to do a service to be like, hey, it's like, don't start like popping the confetti now right you know so it's just the same thing but it just i messed up in the time i was driving and posting and so yeah so there is no giant conspiracy theory this is the latest i've heard and now we we could post this podcast in three hours caleb makes up his mind who knows but this is what i know no ulterior motives this is just what it is um i feel (laughs) like we don't need to make the disclosure of by the time you listen to this, because we've been saying that for like a month. Like, I know, by the time you true. listen to this, Caleb Williams is probably going to be a trophy. Yeah. Like, no, it still hasn't happened. Like until yeah. it does, until it happens, I'm just that we're just talking yeah. like it's never going to happen. I know. And I will say this too as well. There have been times, and I'm not going to name one specific case where I know this happened, but there have been times where a pro- a transfer prospect has gone through, they put him through the admittance process. Like they have been admitted to the university. They jumped through that loop so that they, that guy could commit. And that person ends up going to a different university. So there has been a case where someone was admitted and is like in the system and yet committed somewhere else. So even still, that's why I'm just trying to pump the brakes on this because like until it's signed, sealed, delivered, which I've been told by sources, that's not the case. I'm trying to just pump the brakes here. That's all. And that's the latest I know. And so Shotgun Spratling tweeted out like Makai Blackman, the, the new USC quarterback, Colorado cornerback pretty unique name he came up in the cal student directory and everyone was tweeting oh he's in the cal directory he's going to cal like nope he ended up at usc i think the odds are still like in favor of usc getting caleb williams but everyone's looking for a reason the why it's done now and why it's this and people have tweeted it's you know well there's a tweet like a week and a half ago about it he signed something it's like no nothing's been signed i think it's very likely he ends up at usc if he's not like, it's not impossible either, you know, and, uh, people are just trying to find something and I get it. Uh, I guess you want to, you want to have some sort of resolution to this, some answer to this, but until he decides, and I don't think there's some big conspiracy thing. It's not like as much as I would like to believe this, you know, Keeley's new bosses are, are keeping it quiet because they want some, like, there's no reason, like, there's no reason for any of this stuff. Like, I haven't been told anything from USC. Yeah. And like, I, I'm just, obviously, because they're not going to tell me anything that I'm going to want to report. So, yeah. But like, yeah, it's not like she knows and you're not, you know, or, and there's people like, look at us, like, we're trying to protect this information. Like, if we knew this and we could report it, we would report it. Like, I'm not protecting anybody. You know, no, the- Ryan is competitive. And if somehow I knew or Chris knew or something, we would put it out there. Yeah. If we could verify it, then we would be reporting it, you know, and, um, th- you know, people are tweeting me like, what do you like? I would love for this to be true. I'd love for that to have been Caleb Williams in the directory. I'm told it's not. So I'm going to say it's not. I'm not saying it's not because we're trying to cover something up. I'm trying to because that's the truth. Like if you think Caleb Williams might enroll at USC tomorrow or in the next minute. But for what we're told, that's not 
the 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 dude the screenshot that's going around isn't the Caleb Williams that everyone is concerned about the guy that you know brought Oklahoma back against Texas and all that like it's not the same dude um so I don't know what to tell you guys I'm sorry we would love it for the be I'd love for this to be over I'm tired of talking about <laughs> Caleb Williams like I really could care unless if he he goes to Wisconsin or LSU or whatever like okay at least it's over I just want it to be over at this point like personally like I don't I'm I've lost interest, you know, and this is a huge story, but I'm like, I'm just kind of personally over it. Like, okay, just whatever. Happens. I'm not going to like dive into conspiracy theories and blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. he's a kid. He's going to make his choice. When he makes his choice, I'm here. I will accept the choice, whatever it is and talk about it, you know, but until that happens, I'm not like looking at pictures and trying to decipher things. I'm not going all, uh, you know, Illuminati on this stuff. It's like, <laughs> He's going to make a choice and we yeah. have to wait. Like the people yeah. that are saying, oh, I know this is happening. It's like, no, you know, like it, he knows what's happening. And I think that's about it. Yeah. It's hard because you get all these different things popping up. And I think the natural instinct from our perspective is to try and embed it and, and calm people down if it needs to be calmed down. But the situation has gone so rabid because <laughs> I think yeah. people just really want to see this happen. And I understand that from a fan perspective. But at the same time, we're just trying to do our jobs here. You know, there's no like like slant or anything no it's it's i don't know it's just interesting but um you mentioned wisconsin i feel like there's been some some traction or some smoke about caleb to wisconsin as well yeah there's been a lot of smoke throughout this whole process Uh, i think cowherd tweeted earlier we love cowherd you know he's great you know he hears stuff like think about where people are hearing stuff from you know and where where do you think that the the truth is going to be I think this the Williams family is keeping things close to the vest. Does Lincoln? I mean, Lincoln Riley probably knows more than most people, but I'm guessing he doesn't know quite everything that Caleb Williams is going to do either. You know, it, if he knows for sure, he might be pretty confident that Caleb is going to sign. But in the back of his mind, he could go somewhere else. I mean, that's kind of where I think this is right now. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. The you know the just for log- logistic purposes. Um, the the twenty eighth, which we're recording, that's the twenty sixth. That'd be the last day. That's the ad drop deadline. Yeah, uh, is that like an end of the day thing or whatever? I think you just have to do it on that day at some. You point. have to do it by that day. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like an end of business type of thing. So it in the next like literally forty eight hours, we will know for sure if Caleb Williams will be participating in USC spring football or not. If he announces to go somewhere in the next forty eight hours, of course you'll know where he's going to be. Uh, if he doesn't, then he's either going to sign someplace that is on the uh, trimester, you know, system, uh, and can play spring football there. Or if he ends up at USC, he won't be participating in spring football. I mean, I think that's essentially where we are. So, no. forty-eight hours until that happens. That yeah. deadline. At least he that he needs to do it. I don't know how quickly they would make it public if he announced or whatnot. Yeah, like. Like so it, if it, he, the deadline could pass and he still could have be enrolled in classes. Yeah. So he, I, and I think you would see him in the student directory. Yeah. Right. If that happened. See, but I don't know. I don't know how delayed. much of this is like a, a, uh, a reflection of the process. You know what I mean? There's so many layers to, he has to sign something. He has to like, there's a lot of layers that have to happen for him to like officially be a thing that what I'm saying is like, I don't think if then you see him in the student directory, that counts. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. It's just There's a lot of 
layers. That's what I've I've learned through the transfer process over the years is that it's not just like you see one thing and it's done. Like especially in that one case I was talking about, like someone was actually admitted, and yet that didn't mean that he ended up committing. Right, they ended up uh, signing or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, he got admitted, but he wasn't like. Yeah. If you start taking classes, then you're in. Yeah. Like, then yeah. you're locked like in. Like if if there's a picture tweeted of Caleb in class, then that's how you can know. Yeah, like Dylan Gabriel committed to UCLA, the quarterback from UCF. Yeah. But he's at Oklahoma right now because there's no binding agreement. You just say, hey, I'm coming to UCLA. He didn't start class. He was about to start class. Yeah. Was, yeah. Caleb Williams goes in the transfer portal and Dylan Gabriel goes right to Oklahoma. So something like that. Uh, we've seen like that stuff happen. So, all right. Um, Hopefully that wasn't too ranty. Just sometimes the pee gets fired up and it's hard to to feel attacked like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. And I mean, the fans are restless. And just if if you don't know what the P is. Oh, yeah. The Peristyle, um, you can go sign up if you're not a VIP member. It's essentially, it's our premium message board. So all of our subscribers, that's where they come to meet every day. And they're on that thing. I mean, literally Chris posted a, an update uh, about Keely, what Keeley said. And I looked at it a half an hour later and it was on five pages of responses. So there's a lot of USC fans. If you are a Dyer fan, you like listening to this podcast for an hour. I mean, you can get on the Peristyle. For a dollar right now, if you're not a member. So go on there and check it out. There are some really interesting threads and stuff going on. But uh, yeah, Keely uh, doing all her conspiracy theory stuff on the final day. This is great. You know, like, it's, it's just, um, <laughs> I don't like ruffling feathers on my last day. That's a little it's, unfortunate. This is going to be where, you know, first of all, it'll make you like, oh, thank God. Like, if you were like questioning your decision, you're like, thank God, I don't have to deal with that. Oh, no. USC turns off all their comments and stuff, you know. They might turn them on now because no more. Uh, I would lobby for that. I like hearing from fans, and I think yeah. USC should. Yeah, no, that's um, well. Th- I mean, I do you want to talk about like what your role is going to be a little bit, or yeah, I mean, basically, I'm going to act as like a bridge to connect the fans to uh, teams. You know, I I, I kind of came into this when you know, in, in talking to USC and whatnot. I just really think there's missed opportunities in the narratives that players and coaches have in the season. I mean, like there's been so many times when um, I've talked to coaches or players just either in a scrum or as we're walking off the field. And I'm like, this is great. Like, this is a great story. Like, I wish fans knew about this. And I just feel you've we've missed that personal element. Like, because I see it because we were there all the time, but I don't think the average fan can see that. And so just going through and amplifying those things and, and making fans feel connected to the team that they root for, I think is a big stride going forward. So um, stuff like that. I mean, I've already seen people, people like message me on the P and everything about like how um, – I, I used to watch, and this is hilarious, I used to watch Bruin Rewind, but there's also a Trojan Rewind, and it went, it was on Fox Sports West, and it would show you kind of like uh, bleacher shots after a touchdown and stuff like that. It really just made you feel like you were in it and with the team, and so kind of creating content like that where you feel like you are connected to the team. So stuff like that. And nice. so um, just kind of producing stuff both in front of the camera and behind the camera. So interviews, podcasts, stuff like that. So, and I, I honestly don't know what it'll look like going forward in the Lincoln Riley era with, uh, media availability. So hopefully this can kind of be a conduit to help, uh, people feel connected to the team. Yeah. Um, I know that'd be weird if it's like no media availability, but Keely still got it. Cause she's working there. <laughs> I mean, uh, it'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're really excited for you, Keely. And, uh, Thank yeah, you. I mean, be. I posted on the P, but I, I mean, even on this podcast as well, I, I remember just being so terrified after Dan retired and just having it be the Keely and Ryan pod. I was like, Dan would talk about anything for, for so long. How am I going to be able to fill in those shoes? And of course, you can't fill in Dan's shoes, but um, I just appreciate everyone who's listened and, and sent in questions and and participated on the P and whatnot because it's been just it's really fun and and I'm really glad that people have watched me growing up because a lot of the times sometimes when I see people they're like I've been watching you since an in- you were an intern and man you've gotten so much better <laughs> like yes I know thank you yeah so no just just very thankful for the experience so thankful for you Ryan I've said that a million oh, times yeah. but you know how thankful I am and and just everyone that we worked with shotgun Chris uh, Gerard and Dan my goodness Dan's column. <laughs> Dan, that was great. Ah, Dan, I just love him. He's so great. He knows how much he means to me. But um, always his time, our time together doing his analysis is something I always cherish because that was just super fun. Yeah, just hearing him just go off after games. Yeah, the stuff that didn't make it on air was always great as well. (laughs) I'll say that. It's gonna be weird doing. You know, we've we've done. I mean, I used to be the host of instant analysis and sort of like when Keely came in, she you know she took that over. And just took ownership of it. And then it just became like a her and Dan thing for a long time. So we'll, you know, we'll continue doing it, obviously. And, you know, I might host for a while or we'll get, you know, another intern, the next Keeley or something. I don't know. We'll see. There, it can't be another Keeley, but just, uh, you know, that'll all kind of change. But it's, it is always interesting having, and you and I used to do it, right? We used to do yeah. instant. Like, yeah. No, to give you an idea, I used to watch instant, like, in my dorm room freshman year and be like oh my god like the intro the intro noise that now i can't even hear because i've heard it so much i was like oh my god it's time for instant analysis That's so <laughs> isn't funny. that crazy that is funny yeah. yeah but it you know it develops and we'll keep uh we'll keep developing we'll we'll see uh, it'll be fun i mean i'm sure when you're gonna be signing out uh you're, it's, it's <laughs> you're so, gonna be saying like usc football like, oh, crap so <laughs> first of all that whole like for uscfootball.com i'm keely or has become like a meme with my friends and so sometimes when we're out they'll be like oh my god is that keely or from uscfootball.com and i'm like shut up like no one cares about me but they just try and do that to to embarrass me but it's just like such habit to do that and for more check out uscfootball.com like it's such a habit that i don't know what i'm gonna do i have to like unprogram that in my mind you gotta like work that in every once in a while or something but (laughs) yeah and if you want to check out more news check out usc football (laughs) it's funny uh just if you meet like a random person or just like a friend of a friend or something and you could be out to dinner and someone will like you know we're not famous people but we in a small circle of the world like the usc football world like a lot of people in that world know who we are you know and so you could have a friend that's like, why did that person come up to you and say hello? Like, oh, because they watch instant analysis or they listen to the podcast. It's it's kind of weird. Like the you can get like random recognition from, you know, just from if you happen to come at a USC football fan. Um, you know, I was at I, I don't know if I told this on the air. Like I was on I was at the was picking up some fishing lures the other day at Turner Sports, literally. And this guy's like, oh, by the way, I like your show. He was like. <laughs> probably like 60 year old like asian guy super you know super nice chill he was showing me some stuff to do with these lures that i was going to use for catching halibut uh over at catalina and it's just like kind of drops like oh i like your show and I'm like oh thanks he's like yeah i watch all the time I listen all the time and stuff there's just like kind of random and if you're with a friend they'll be looking at you like what like what are they talking about like how does he know who you are um 
That, that's kind of a neat aspect to it. So hopefully you'll you'll get even more recognition. Hey, but it's it. not it's not the the selling point. Obviously, it's, it's no. The, but it's kind of a fun the sports and the journal. Well, it's it was always fun for me to be next to you when it happened. Why? Like, well, like we'd be on a plane and someone would just like stick up their phone and have like the podcast logo <laughs> at you or something like that. It was just like. Ryan Abraham, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, you—I mean, you got the same kind of treatment there. So and, it is what know, it is. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, other sort of like new. We talked about this on uh, Tunnel Vision a little bit, but I, you know, I coined it like Transfer Palooza, the the yeah. remaking of the roster. We'll just kind of go over this quick. I talked about it with Coach Harvey Hyde a little bit, uh, but as of this moment, and this should slow down because there are only two days left before you can enroll on classes. We probably won't see a lot of transfer portal news there was a lot like i think six in the last week or so six editions um you're gonna see you know now usc getting ready for spring football the semester is already going to be well underway so there won't be you know there could be some announcements but most likely not a lot of changes potentially after spring football we could see some more if you remember last year like jay toya decided to transfer out so i think post spring football there you might see another wave of some players like see the writing on the wall like yeah i'm never going to see the field or yeah. um you know whatever there is if they don't like the system or you know you might see some players leave but also you know the staff can look at this team and go oh we need help here we need help there and maybe go to the transfer portal for that obviously with the quarterback situation if it's not resolved in the next two days um you know you only have two scholarship quarterbacks in spring football so that would be something that would be a high priority following you know going into the summer but as of right now um since the end of the season 31 players are gone off of the roster so it's crazy a pretty significant chunk uh and 20 have been added yeah you um, want to go through it just so we can list i have the the graphic in front of me right now yeah and i got chris's um well so we'll do the transfer well before we do the transfer portal six players have graduated um and nine players entered the NFL draft. I think last time we talked, Ben Griffiths was the one that did not. So he's also in the NFL draft. So nine players are in there. Um, USC signed eight signees for out of high school, which we, we knew about. But the transfer aspect of it is what we are going to kind of focus on here. 16 players are out and 12 are in out of the portal. Yeah. Is that kind of when you we kind of focus on those guys or? Yeah. I mean, if you just want to list the transfers out, obviously, Keen Slovis uh, transferred to Pitt. Jackson Dart, uh, who's still in the portal. No commitment there. Uh, Keenan Kristen, Joseph Manjack, Bree McCoy, Michael Trigg, Casey Collier, Liam Douglas, Jacob Lichtenstein, who ended up at Miami. He wanted to be closer to home. Uh, Ishmael Sopcher, Hunter Eccles, who's now at Arizona, Juliana Falanico, Raymond Scott, Jaden Williams, Chase Williams, and Parker Lewis. And uh, Alex Stadhouse did enter the transfer portal and then exited after Parker Lewis entered the transfer portal. Yeah. And Manjack's going to Houston, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Houston or SMU? I thought it was Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's from Texas or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I was thinking of Neymar. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. So, Alex, and, and right now, if you look at our scholarship distribution chart, only one scholarship uh, special teams player. Which is weird. Which is very different from what we saw in the Helton era. There was like five at a time, which I always talked about. Like, you have way too many special team scholarship players. Like, that was yeah. too many. One, and they, they probably will get, like, Alex Stadhouse will probably get a scholarship or something if he ends up being the starting kicker. And I thought he filled in admirably when Pepper yeah. Lewis was hurt. He was great. Yeah. 
Um, and it was like random. Like he would just, I don't even like, it wasn't like he was preparing for a week. Like sometimes it would just be like, Hey, Parker can't go. You got to play. Yeah. Like, oh, and he came in and kicked well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some big names, uh, lost there. I mean, I think they would have liked to keep like a Michael Trigg or a Jackson Dart. Um, you know, but a lot of the players sort of like, you know, probably weren't going to see a lot of playing time. They might go in a different direction. They want a different kind of player. Anyone sort of stand out from you? For you on the list as far as just like this would be a player that you know hurts more or like usc would have liked to keep as opposed to you know it just probably was best for these players to part ways i think the the biggest one i think outside of jackson dart because i think um once you started having the caleb williams uh new rumors happen i think people kind of were wondering about dart status i think trig was the biggest surprise for people um just because he's such a unique weapon and i think he represented a type of tight end that we haven't really seen at usc since uh daniel Matarbebe. you know just an athletic receiving tight end so i think that obviously hurts usc um so, because I would feel like Lake McCree, he actually kind of came on at the end of the season, but he's still more of a blocking tight end uh, rather than a receiving tight end. So, the threat, taking away the threat of Michael Trigg, uh over the middle, is just kind of unfortunate for USC. But it's interesting how he's kind of been been packaged as like a package deal with, or at least sold as a package deal with Jackson Dart. That's something that I probably wouldn't have expected um, going into this off season. So I think yeah. that's interesting. Um, but we'll yeah, they've see, kind of been we'll going together they're, you know yeah yeah so i mean they posted their official visit photos from oklahoma and whatnot so we'll see i mean and we've talked about dart i mean that's someone who we've talked ad nauseum about how the team just loved him in 2021 and how he was like i mean Keontae ingram said that guy's gonna win a heisman i thought people really in uh loved him as a locker room presence and so for him to to leave then you know kind of throws a wrench into that. So I don't yeah. know. And, and and we've talked about this before, but in the Clay Helton era, uh, when you when you left, there's always a way back in. Yes. I don't know what this new staff's policy is and whether or not um ties were kind of severed when he did enter. That I'm not fully sure about. So we'll we'll have to see going forward. Yeah. Um all right. Well that's sort of like the guys leaving right now. Um, you know uh what the I almost said uh I'm going to say Clay Helton. Uh, Lincoln Riley, because sometimes you have to get that out of your head. Uh, Lincoln Riley talked about turning the roster over maybe 35 different spots. We already 31 players are off the roster. The pickups are where USC is making a lot of national headlines. It's the number one transfer class right now, and that's without the number one player yeah. who's you know predicted to go to USC by a lot of people, Caleb Williams, um, but 12 Pickups and I like the. I mean, it's a great mix where you got guys, you know, five Pac-12 guys, I believe. Uh, a couple of SEC linebackers came in over the weekend. Uh, some Big Twelve linemen, um, you know, an ACC offensive tackle. Uh, pretty good mix of picking and choosing some some great players to hold, you know, positions of need. I don't know if you want to go over the. We can go over the list if you want. Or yeah, so we can uh, the transfers in. Uh, running back Travis Dye, who came from Oregon. So not only are you getting an experienced running back, um, but you're also hurting your your Pac-12 foe at the same time. Austin Jones, uh, who really burst onto the scene 
uh, for Stanford in 2020. Uh, he also he committed the day before Travis died. So you're really revamping that running back room who lost Keontae Ingram and Vi Malapai, two veteran guys. Uh, Terrell Bynum, who, who's a wide receiver from Washington. Mario Williams, everyone knows him from Oklahoma. Uh, Brendan Rice from Colorado, the son of Jerry Rice. Uh, and then offensive lineman Bobby Haskins, who came from University of Virginia. Uh, the defensive lineman, oh, excuse me, I... Yeah, defensive lineman Earl Barquette from TCU. And that was someone who uh, was mentioned. We knew that that happened prior to the early signing period, right, Ryan? But they didn't announce it. Right. That was the one I think we knew. And then uh, yeah. we got the announcement afterwards. Yeah. And then defensive lineman Tyrone Tallini from Kansas State. Uh, there's a outside linebacker or an edge rusher in Romello Height from Auburn who committed last week. And then cornerback Makai Blackman from Colorado. And then cornerback uh, Latrell McCutcheon from Oklahoma. So, I mean, it's a good spreading across position groups as far as who they picked up from the transfer portal. Yeah. It wasn't like a dearth of like a whole bunch of Oklahoma guys, or um, there are some guys in the big 12 that Lincoln Riley's offense got to see some defensive players. I think that you, you would like, um, you know, the getting a couple of linebackers out of sec country and, you know, an edge rusher from, Auburn and more of a, a run stopper from Alabama, who was a freshman All American and, you know, had some injuries and, you know, playing more of a backup role after that. But certainly someone that, you know, he, he was able to earn freshman All American status at, at Alabama for a year, a couple of years ago. There's, there's some talent there, mm-hmm. um, guys that you can make work. And I think just bringing in some more of a veteran presence, because if you look at the, the chart, the scholarship distribution chart, I mean, it's, it's heavy on the sophomores because of that. The COVID year that didn't count and everything's got to got mushed together. But, you know, they're up to 10 juniors and 11 seniors right now. So they've at, you know, some of the guys they've uh, added, you know, from that group, like uh, Makai Blackman or Bobby Haskins, um, Terrell Bynum, the wide receiver, you know, Travis Dye, just adding some senior leadership that you just didn't have on the squad before. That's huge. It's kind of nice. And, you know, a guy like Travis Dye, you know, like, Argue one of the best running backs in the in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, Austin Jones was someone that was on the field a lot, like could play on third downs. Did you know a lot of good things for Stanford? Like to be able to just pick and choose. I did a podcast with uh, David Woods yesterday for the podcast of Champions. He you know he's a UCLA guy, and he's sort of like at our previous show. He said that USC was sort of. He goes, you would you call it whelming as far as them hitting the transfer portal saying that it wasn't overwhelming. It was whelming. And then someone like wrote in like, well, David, how is it now? He's like, yes, it's overwhelming. He's like, how frustrating is that USC can just come in and take like Colorado's best corner and Stanford's best running back and Oregon's best running back. Just go through the conference and pick like the best players you want from your rivals. He's like, yeah, that's not what you want to see from USC. So USC fans should be excited. Like the fact that they're able to do that, this is a roster turnover that's happening. I'm not saying that they're going to win the Pac-12 in 2022, but they're a lot closer to winning it than I thought they would be just on the roster alone. Um, he's going to be able to turn the roster over a lot faster than many, many people anticipated. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. So it's, uh, I think there's more good news to come. There's going to be more changes. Uh, Lincoln Riley said they're going to be recruiting basically up until the start of fall camp, right? When you're getting guys in, mm-hmm. but this is a really good start. And obviously getting like Caleb Williams, that would be, that'd be a, that more, more than a cherry on top. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the, the fan attention would tell you that. Um, 
But I think it, what was really interesting is obviously looking at the roster coming out of 2021, I think the general consensus was, okay, you, you have a lot of gaps in certain places and you might have to classify 2022 as a rebuild year. And what's interesting in talking on the Family Feud pod, Shotgun kind of said that, you know, based on what they have so far out of the transfer portal, I don't even know if he, he said, I don't even know if I would classify it as a rebuild year anymore. Do you do your expectations change based on who they have received so far through the portal? Yeah, I think um, I think if you want to have realistic expectations, it's they have changed. And I think my expectations were going to be high anyway because I just felt like USC just lacked good leadership. They lacked good coaching, and you bring that in. And I feel like yes, there was holes in the roster, but we've seen you know the Kyle Whittingham's of the world take a bunch of three star dudes and make them into like great players and you feel like great coaches can do that but USC is going to be a place where you need some of that top five-star talent and you're getting some of that in there now and you're getting proven guys that have been experienced and as long you know the the question is going to be how do you fit them all together the chemistry factor like if you remember you know Phil Jackson was always coaching this you know array of all-star players you know it's, it's not easy to make Jordan and Pippen get along and have all, you know, the other stars around them and, you know, Kobe and Shaq and got the, when, when you're able to take a bunch of talent, bring them together and make them work together. I think that's, there's a, there's a skill in that. And I think Lincoln Riley has been able to do that with transfers and homegrown players when he was at Oklahoma. And that's going to be the challenge here, you know, establishing a new culture, taking an old squad that you've turned over quite a bit. So, you know, it's, it's a little shock to the system, right? Like there's a lot of players that had friends that were on the team that are no longer there. Um, you know, guys that, you know, they might not be the best player, but someone that was your roommate or someone that you really liked. And you're like, man, that guy's gone. So even though I'm good enough to be here and I'm sticking around, like my three best friends are gone, you know, like there could be situations like that. Yeah. So there's a little shock to the system for some of the current, current players. Plus you're bringing a whole bunch of guys in, uh, like Mohassan does his, um, you know, his podcast momentum, and he had like Malcolm Epson. I was just starting to listen to that before. And, you know, they're talking about like, they look at the fight on emojis too as players. And they're like, oh, we're getting another one. And, you know, it's basically like you have this group and there's stuff happening outside of your control that this group is being added. Usually it would be like, okay, there's a whole crop of freshmen coming in from this class. Well, now there's guys coming in from all over the place. It's not like you're, you're adjusted from high school. You're bringing in an experienced college player. Maybe he plays your position. Like, and, He's already started for three years somewhere else. It's a lot to like kind of mold that together. So that's going to be the biggest issue, I think, for Lincoln Riley. But to get back to the question, yeah, I think my expectations are even higher because if you're going to look at this roster, it's significantly better, I think, than what it was just a couple months ago. Yeah. And that's not always easy to do with the no. new class. Eight signees, you know, um, they're still on a couple you know, top guys that they could bring in in this recruiting class, which would be huge too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, Utah's going to be really good, I think. They bring a lot of guys back. They don't lose much. Um, they'll bring in a few more transfers. They hit the transfer portal heavy last year. They It took a little while to gel, but they did. they got a great quarterback. They're going to play USC at home next year. But, I mean, the way he's putting this together, they get Caleb Williams. They, mi- they might end up being the favorite in the South. But if, if not, I think right now they're, like, number two to Utah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I just think it's really interesting. I, w- I want to see how, you know, in his uh, early signing day presser, 
uh, Lincoln Riley talked about, hey, we've done this before. We know how to make um, a quality chemistry and culture in a football program. And basically gave us a warning, hey, we're gonna we're gonna weed that out. And so now I'm curious, one, what does that look like now that you have guys in the transfer portal? And two, do the guys that you scouted in the transfer portal help build what you're going for? And like you said, the veteran leadership or supposed leadership that they're hoping to add, I think that's huge because I think, you know, you look at the scholarship distribution chart and it was just there's no one there at the senior level. No. And so the the transfer portal definitely fixed that. And so I think that was a obviously a smart move on their part where you can build to the culture where I think they're trying to build because of the transfer portal additions. Yeah. Uh, any other USC kind of news or should we, you want to get the questions or is there anything else going on around the program? I mean, just the email gate. <laughs> we, we, I think we addressed that. Yeah, no, no, well. I know. I'm joking. I think there's a lot going on the P as we've been talking. Yes. If I sound a little distracted, I'm just trying to keep updated on the, on the P. The, the All right. P. Why don't we uh, take a quick break? Come back with the short timer, Keely Yor, ah. and uh, we'll answer some questions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. The final Ryan and Keeley in studio as her as a part of the uscfootball.com staff. But we really hope to have Keeley on uh, in the future. You know, just talking about your new role. It's basically promoting your new role over there. So it's it's a thing. True, you know? yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to convince me to come back on. Yeah. <laughs> I got to talk to your boss or whatever. Yeah, I think or, you know him. I know, yeah, you know. We'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you back and, and hopefully we will. Um, but let's, uh, yeah, you want to just jump into some questions? Sure, let's go for it. Uh, first is our buddy Dan, class of 1962, who said, Hi, Ryan and Keeley. I needed to give that greeting to Keeley one last time on the podcast. Congratulations. All positions and accolades that Keeley receives are richly deserved, but she, like Dan Weber, will be missed on the podcast. However, congratulations to Ryan for having an eye for talent, and I have no doubt that he will bring on another outstanding young journalist to replace Keeley. My last question for Keeley is, how would you describe your new position, and what do you hope to accomplish to make USC football the best in the country? Keeley, you'll be missed. Best wishes always. Dan, class 
class of 1962. Well, thank you, Dan. We loved, uh, well, I you guys are still going to send emails. <laughs> I was like, we loved your emails. I loved reading your emails. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, it's still surreal that, you know, we've I've spent all this time being like, oh, I'm a neutral party. I'm not hired by the university, and now I am going to be. So even yeah. questions like, uh, what are you going to accomplish to make USC football the best in the country? I'm like, well, that's not my role, <laughs> you know? But so that's still something that I'm going to have to transition to. But I think just, you know, if you make the USC brand is just so iconic that there's just easy fixes you can make media wise and connecting fans. I mean, that's the thing is like reporting in a way is connecting fans to the teams that they love. And to me, I feel like this is a continuation of that, you know, and I've just with my producer mind, I've just seen missed opportunities. And so I'm really excited to just connect people even further. And, And my whole goal when I'm reporting is what would little Keely the fan want to hear or want to see about the team that she loves and so that's been my whole like tweet motto and everything like that when I've been trying to connect fans and so I'm just going to apply that uh, to this next role and just trying to make fans know the team they're rooting for yeah I mean do you think like what you've learned here and what I mean that's is, is that part of the appeal of like hey this is an outsider that like covered the team but it's not really doing it from the team perspective like did they want that kind of outside you know, influence, I guess. Yeah. And I think what I was saying was, I think there's just like, when you're around it so much, especially in USC, you forget kind of like the mystique factor, if you will. Like we're walking around Howard Jones, you know, it's another Tuesday, but for a fan, they would love to watch practice like that, you know? And I think they needed fresh eyes to be like, fans would love seeing this behind the scenes detail or opening this up. You know, I think just making it more accessible through media to the common fan uh, is a is a goal, you know, and so I think I can see that and how you kind of connect those. You can make that bridge through media and through different podcasts or videos or whatnot. So, you know, working on that. Nice. But the fun thing is that like this role will be able to like it. I'm not stepping into someone's position. Like this is something that I will be able to kind of mold into what works. And so, if it doesn't sound like I have too many answers right now, it's because like I really will get in there and see what, right. what works best. You know, You're like oh my god, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we got a question from Eric in Duck Country who said, Ryan and Keeley, with Lincoln Riley's record of success with quarterbacks, do you think any four- and five-star quarterbacks he recruits are more likely to stay and wait behind the upperclassmen as opposed to transferring if they don't get immediate playing time? Also, congratulations, Keeley. Thank you, thank you. Best of luck, and I think I can safely say most of the P wouldn't mind if you kept contributing to the war room. We won't tell anyone. Thanks, as always, Eric and Duck Country. Hey, Eric, thanks. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, her <laughs> boss might want, not want her to do that. But, you know. <laughs> seems, I, it seems like it would be a little sketchy if I cross over and then suddenly USCFootball.com is popping with all the, the scoop. Yeah. Well, we like, were popping oh, with the scoop already. That's true. You were there, but, okay, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> just keep it going. Um, I, I think this isn't about, like, we've seen successful offenses, successful programs lose quarterbacks because it's more about um, – their opportunity, their situation. If it's a, if it's a thing where you might have to wait a year and you're going to take over, I think that's that's fine. But if it's you know two young quarterbacks and one wins out, I don't think you're sticking around to play your senior year. Now it's happened for less talented quarterbacks like the Mac Jones of the world or whatever. Like they don't start till they're a senior. But you know if he was the Kyler Murray kind of athlete guy, he's probably not staying at Alabama all that time waiting behind somebody else. So uh, I mean. Having that kind of success with quarterbacks probably helps for sure, but this is an era when if you're like a top guy and you're not playing, you're probably going to go somewhere else. And Jackson Dart, I mean, just you, just if there's any question whatsoever, like 
it's just easier to go and try to find a better spot. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. It's just, it's just like anything. Um, you know, his track record, I think will help some, but I don't think it's going to stop. Well, guys aren't going to transfer now because it's Lincoln Riley. Like, no, if, if it's two young quarterbacks and you don't feel you're going to start for the next couple of years, you're probably going somewhere else. It's definitely different, though, between waiting behind a Clay Helton coach team and a Lincoln Riley coach team. Like, I think there's definitely a difference. Sure. But I think, like you said, we're still so new into the transfer portal era that I think it'll take some time and some lessons learned to maybe have people kind of revert back to the, you know what, I should stay and learn and then see if my time will come and then transfer. Because, I mean, like, guys like JT Daniels could be a a warning for other players. You know, like, he, he got injured and then never played again at Georgia, and now he's in the transfer portal again. So, you know, I think it's just one of those things where because it's such a handy option right now, it's very easy to be like, okay, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, you know? Right, exactly. So we'll see. Uh, Frank in Sacramento said, isn't it too late for Caleb Williams to enroll in USC? The spring semester started January 10th. It is not, like we talked about, January 28th. So we are recording this on the 26th, so you still got a couple days. But we are definitely running out of time, which I will be very happy when that time runs out, no matter what <laughs> happens. I will just be happy to say he's not going to be coming in the spring or he's already there. Like I, I don't like the, the option stuff I'm kind of tired of talking about, like I already stated. Jack from New Jersey said, at this point already, I don't really care if Caleb Williams comes to USC or not. So I think you're in, in agreement with, with Ryan there, Jack. Malachi Nelson is coming in 2023. If I was forced to make a decision, I would much rather have Lincoln Riley and Miller Moss than Clay Helton and Caleb Williams. Not that the latter would ever happen. Fight on to the men of Troy who choose to play at USC. Jack from New Jersey. Um, I mean, I care if he comes, but I'm, I don't care about the decision process anymore. Like, you know, I'm just not, I'm not going to be hanging on every fight on emoji tweet or whatever until it happens it happens um but the i what the last part of his message keely the the cho the, the men who come to chosen to you know choose to play for usc there's definitely some resentment out there that people are upset that they haven't heard from him yet and why does he want to play for usc like i but i get what he's doing he's taking his time making a decision it's a business decision it's a you know it's there's there's money around because of NIL deals and things like that. So I don't have an issue with him taking his time. But I get it, though. Like, I, I mean, I he could take his time. I don't have to, like, uh, lose sleep over it anymore, you know. <laughs> That's what I choose not to do. Yeah. Uh, we got a question from My Michael from North Kakalaki. That's how he spelled it. <laughs> Ryan Keeley and crew, what are your predictions for Max Gibbs with this new staff, hoping he finds a productive role with this new staff? Uh, yeah, he's a different, um, like body type than what USC is going to be running with Alex Grinch, most likely where you saw, if you remember like, uh, Hercules Mata'afa when he was at Washington state, like smaller, quicker guys. But I feel like they've been able to incorporate the, the players they have on the roster and use them, you know, a, a bigger guy that's like a space eater. He showed some really good tape. So a guy like Alex Grinch can say, okay, we typically don't do this, but goal line situations or whatever, like, you know, first downs, we're going to put a guy like Max Gibbs in there and, uh, you know, try to stop the run, take up some space, eat up a couple blockers, free up a linebacker, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's tailor-made for this sort of role, but I feel like, and, you know, it'd be great to talk to the defensive staff to kind of see what they think about this, but... I think you can find a place for guys like that. Um, you know, if a Brandon Peely comes back, the guy that maybe don't 
fit the mold of what Alex Grinch in their front is normally looking for, but how do they they find a way to incorporate those guys and make them productive. Mm -hmm. And what I heard from team sources is that everyone just gravitated towards Max Gibbs. Like he was just a great team morale guy. guy, Yeah. Yeah, And, and the defense, especially when he crossed over to, to that position group was just encouraged him so much. And like, he kind of found a home there, but he still, when we talked to him kind of towards the end of the season, he still wants to be on the offensive line. Uh, eventually the so offensive line offensive line yes okay. so there's a two-way thing maybe in his future maybe just offensive line going downhill i don't know but apparently he's just great for like locker room team morale as well so yeah because yeah. like the tyrone Tallini guy that they brought in from kansas state like he's like a 275 pounder like he probably fits the role more um so you're curious to see did they move him back to the offensive line um does Brandon Peely come back? Do they use those guys in like these bigger kind of role things? Yeah. I'd be curious to see. Yeah. Eric and Duck Country sent another question that said, Ryan and Keeley, I've heard some media say USC does not have enough elite skill players to compete nationally. With the current 2022 commits and potential tra- transfer portal additions, how could the skill positions become elite for 2022? Thanks. I mean, you got some elite players. I now mean, you do, yeah. Yeah. For skill, I don't, I'm not usually worried about the skill stuff with USC. You get guys. There's, there's dudes, you know, I mean, I mean, next year, like Kyle Ford could have like this monster year, like the Trent, you know, Mario Williams or uh, Taj Washington. You know, I mean, whatever. Like, there's a lot of guys there that have the potential. Now they got, you know, you got Travis Diet running back, Austin Jones, um, Darwin Barlow. I really liked a lot. You know, you got Rayleigh Brown coming in five-star freshman, like, you know, the, just the, the tight end group. I mean, Lake McCree looked awesome. Like, you know, what was Malcolm Epps going to do? They're, they got dudes. Like, I think there's skill is where I don't think you're worried that like you can compete, I think, nationally with USC skill position guys. Yeah, I, I still like wide receiver is still an area of like, it's just not the same USC that we've seen over the years True. where it's yeah. just like depth after depth. Um, so that's where I'm still kind of iffy, but I mean, the additions of Travis Dye and Austin Jones, I think is, is huge for USC. Yeah. And I mean, whether or not what Trey decides to do, but yeah, if Trey comes back or something, uh, but there's there there's a lot of potential there. There's maybe not the kind of proven depth, but Cal Ford was a five star. Like he still might be. Like we've seen, we've seen some yeah. flashes from him. Like if he has a huge year, it's like 1,100 receiving yards or something. You're like, all right, like this was a guy that was on the roster the last two years and didn't do much, and uh, now he's got 1,100 yards. You know, I think there could be situations like that where you get a couple guys that. They're on this roster that are that are potential studs that just haven't been studly yet. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been studly yet. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a question from Mike in the Bay Area who basically wondered, could you see Jackson Dart heading to UCLA at all? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, DTR is back. Yeah. They're apparently in it for Caleb Williams, too. I don't think Dart's going to a place that has like an established senior quarterback, you know, like I don't think he's going there to wait. Uh, He already started as a freshman. I think he wants to go someplace. He would start. I think that'd be a weird one. Um, And I I haven't heard anything uh, on that one. You know, they got Ethan Garbers too, but uh, they got a freshman. I got to see, was it Justin? I forget the the freshman. He was impressive kid uh, over at the poly bowl. I forget his last name, the uh, commit from UCLA, but I really liked him. I mean, he's a young kid, but I really liked him. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see Dark going there. And then our final question comes from Jack from New Jersey. 
uh, who said maybe Jackson Dart entering the portal may not be the end of the world. And then he goes into to saying that how meniscus injuries can actually hurt people's knees and athletic ability in the long term. And so um, he said, I wish him the best at whatever school he lands at, but I'm saddened by the fact that he will probably never reach the skill he once had the potential to, Jack from New Jersey. Oh, that's a little depressing, Jack. A little Jack. depressing, yes. Way to end on that one, Keely. I'm Jeez. sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm not familiar with, like, meniscus injuries really causing that kind of uh, long-term. Um, I mean, it's, it's ones that you can come back from quicker usually, but uh, maybe it takes a little longer to be – hundred percent. I don't think he looked like um, the Jackson Dart we saw in the Washington State game, really for the you know the final games we saw him play. But I fully expect him to be back, kind of doing Jackson Dart things. I mean, yeah. he's nineteen years old or whatever. Like you know, you can you cut off one of their arms, they grow back. They're so young, they just heal quickly, get back out there. Um, yeah, so I, I think he's going to have a big uh, the potential for a big year wherever he ends up. But. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's been a gamer from the start, and I don't expect this to, to fully slow him down. I mean, what you saw from Dart at the end of the season was because he rushed as fast as possible from his surgery to get back on the field. Probably right. a little bit too early, in my opinion. Probably, but, yeah. But, you know, he's a gamer. But that, yeah, and that's, I think that afforded him the opportunity. I mean, the problem is, like, I mean, obviously, Clay Hilton was gone by then. Uh, he was already fired, so... You want to get back out there and prove what you can do to the the new coach, whoever it's going to be, or wherever you're going to go. And, you know, he ends up going into the transfer portal. So, yeah, I think he got a lot of buzz. I, you know, he was like the second highest ranked quarterback, I think, in the portal outside of Caleb Williams. So USC involved with uh, two of those guys. And, uh, you know, we wish him the best. But, I, yeah, Jack, I wouldn't worry too much. I think he's going to – I think wherever he goes, he's going to have a, a good season. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Weird. It's dark here. We didn't, I didn't turn any lights on. It's like got dark in the studio. I know. I'm it, sorry that we had to podcast about like a email conspiracy or not conspiracy, but email drama. That's a perfect way one. to end it. Like, <laughs> so it's good. It's fitting. The peristyle. The peristyle is crazy. And, uh, but I love it. We love it. Um, yeah. You can still, listen. I'm sure you'll still check it out. Will I, I still bo- get access? Your bo- can I be comped? Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. You're still comped. Uh, yeah, your boss is on it, you know. Yeah. He's checking out stuff. People love, like, so Brandon's Austin, you know, he's, he, it's a funny thing, you know, people loved when we had Brandon on and we had him on Tunnel Vision stuff uh, after Christmas. Um, you know, sometimes you just like complaining to the, to the ether, like fans are just be like, what, blah, blah, blah. But then they actually, you respond to them. They're like, oh, wait, you're a real person. The fact, you know, the peristyle loves just talking about coaches or administrators or whatever. Then they kind of realize like, oh, Brandon actually reads the boards. You know, it's like, yeah, he grew up a message board. He grew up a fan of Cincinnati. He grew up on those message boards. So naturally he comes to work for USC. He's going to check out the biggest message board out there, which is ours. And um, it's kind of funny to to see that the fans sort of like, oh, and so then when something weird happens, they'll like tweet at Brandon or like post at Brandon, hey, Brandon, blah, 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 blah. So they'll probably do that to you too, I think. They'll know you'll be lurking somewhere. Interesting. I mean, I was always lurking. I wasn't a huge commenter. Like I would give a, like if someone made me chuckle at upvote, but like I was kind of a lurker and now I will be even more lurker. Well, now you can lurk if like, say, you know, you do a feature on, like, say, Caleb Williams signs with USC and you do some, like, sit-down feature with him. Like, it'll be talked about on the Peristyle. Like, oh, Akili, she's doing this. And 
So you'll probably get in there and read the comments about her. I don't know. I, after this, after today, I might be disowned. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Oh my goodness. People. Yeah. What's been going on since we've been podcasting? Has it like got worse? Just or? a lot. A lot is happening. It's I think lot. you might have to jump in there. <laughs> I will jump in here after okay. we've talked and stuff. Well, they can listen to the podcast. You know? True. Yeah. Um, but everyone likes to hear from the boss man. We try to do that. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap things up. This is crazy. <laughs> I know. It's very sad. I'm um, sorry, I've said it a million times, but obviously very, very proud of. Thank you, Ryan. You're the person you are, you know, more important than anything, but you know, as a great reporter and everything, and you've, you've made my life uh, better for the last Aww, seven years. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. So it's, it's so someone that, um, you know, I look forward to working with and, uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to connect and uh, get you on the staff. And I guess well, you're officially you. an intern now or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah well, you told me before, you're like, you never really told me. You said it was like a trial period. It just never ended. Yeah. It just kept going. Yeah, I should search that in my, in my messages. Yeah, you're like, let's try you out for two weeks and see if you'll be our intern. And never really that got was seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll see. Maybe well, I you can... did so good. It just didn't matter. Like, oh, oh obviously she's good at this. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. I really appreciate it. No, it's been... Uh, been my pleasure I, i'm sure the fans uh have enjoyed you being around too and well you know we'll definitely get you on you can't big time us now just because you're over no there. i'm not you even big time up. well we'll see i don't know you could be big time over there i don't think it's so. new i mean i love the fact that it's a new role yeah because there's you know there's some cool stuff that you could put out if you're the school and i guess usc just wasn't really structured to do that yet people doing things that were like they had 10 different jobs and this wasn't like their main thing you know and they don't really have anyone to like shepherd the content if you will that's kind of the word i use but like to really present it as like hey check this out like there's only so much a branded twitter account can like push something you know right um so i i think that's where i kind of step in and and i think it's you know there's a lot of stuff that you and i wanted to do over the years that like usc just wasn't it was just hard logistically since we're not on campus and also just they're a little more protective and so i think being internal will will help produce that content yeah so i'm curious to see if you still hit some barriers even though you work there like probably yeah you're not doing that like what like come on i mean there's always barriers wherever you go (laughs) yeah um there there are but yeah you're you're gonna kill it over there thank you Uh, again very very proud and uh very happy for you um but yeah do you want to you have a final word for Oh goodness me. Well, you wanted me to do Hello Trojan fans. You want to try that again? No, you're, it's your thing. You're so good at it. I've tried it like probably twice in podcast history and it's just so cringe. It did work very well. No, no. Um, but shouts to Trader Joe's, shouts to all the duck country, Jason the Longhorn country. A lot of country Everyone. people. A lot of country people. Everyone who just like became the regulars. Appreciate y'all. Ton of ton of regulars out there. And uh we, you know, I know they're gonna Miss you, but we'll get you back. Like you know, we brought Dan back on. Yeah, you know, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll we'll continue to do that, but we'll get you too. Maybe we'll get the both of you guys on together. Ooh, Dan's uh, reunion. Yeah, Dan's column was you know, he was just he hadn't wrote a column for a few weeks. He's like he, he wrote me like I'm writing a column. I'm like okay, like, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's great. We love Dan. Yep. Okay, well I guess we'll sign out. Oh my goodness, for Keelior, I'm Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Parastyle Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. 
every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.